the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and I'm coming at you on am860theanswer.com. That's am860theanswer.com. You can go to that website and click Listen Live, but better yet, go to my website, drbillradiomd.com. That's drbillradiomd.com, and click Join Me or Listen Live. You'll find a a button there somewhere. Well, we've got a good show this morning. I've got Dr. Christine Horner back on, on the show with me today. We're going to talk medical stuff. But before we jump into that, I wanted to say a few words about Senator John McCain. Uh, you know, this guy went through a lot. He was a POW in Vietnam. He was imprisoned in a solitary confinement cell and tortured for four to five years. And it certainly has to have affected his brain somehow. But you know, and I respect him for that, although over the years I've disagreed with just about everything that he stood for. Uh, John McCain, he's he's like, this is like a system, a sprinkler system, you know, and you've got all these sprinkler heads and they're supposed to all be spraying in a certain direction. And John was part of the sprinkler system, but he never sprayed in the right direction. Have you had that happen? There's always one that's turned around and spraying the other guy's yard. So you know, we, we love him and we respect what he did, but oh my gosh, this guy is not, uh, spraying in the right direction. If I can use that metaphor, does that sound good, Bill? Is that about right? I, I, I love it. All right. So now we're back to the show today. Uh, the wife and Barbara are yelling at me. They want more medical. So I've got Dr. Christine Horner with me again. Christine, are you there, baby? I am. How are you? Good morning. How you been? You know, pretty darn good in yourself. I'm hanging tough, hanging really tough. So what's going on out in California? Have you seceded from the union yet? or what's, what's... <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> Are there riots in the street? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay, good. Right. Well, <laughs> I guess you're, you're, at, you're on the phone. I guess you get, still got phone service anyway. <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning, that's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you get some tea or coffee? I got my coffee. That's right. Oh, good. Because coffee's good for your brain, you know. It staves off caffeine, methyl xanthines like chocolate and coffee. They'll they'll stave off uh, dementia. Which that's is, right. They do. They do. It's a wonderful stuff. And I've been feeling a little demented lately, so I'm going to drink some more coffee. <laughs> so what's going on? You got some under-the-radar 
health conditions that we're going to talk about this morning. Now, you remember you're talking to an expert here, so. Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, there's a quite a few different illnesses that are fairly common, and uh, the scary thing about them is they actually don't have any symptoms, um, you know, particularly in the early stages, and these are, are things that we know that can kill you. So it's super important to be aware of these things and to get checked on a regular basis. It works for me. By the way, Dr. Horner is a, a plastic surgeon who took her artistic and talented and creative skills to writing and speaking on healthcare problems and issues. And she has done a lot of research. Some of it is uh, some sort of avant-garde, uh, non-traditional medicine, but a lot of it is very helpful. So we're, we're delighted to have her. And when we're talking about diseases that are silent but can, but can kill you, of course, the number one, we all know that, is high blood pressure. So That's right, yeah. So uh, it turns out, I mean, some of these numbers on these things are just kind of alarming. I, when I was researching, I was like, holy cow, I wasn't uh, aware that it was quite this common. But, you know, the American Heart Association last year actually changed their guidelines as far as what they consider hypertension. So forever we would say, you know, the blood pressure that designated anything above that, that would be hypertension, was 140 over 90. And so they changed it last year to 130 over 80. And uh, now the estimates are that nearly one half of the adult population has high blood pressure, which is pretty astounding, I think. And half of those people don't even know, you know, that they have that. And the, the dangers of it is that we know that high blood pressure is something that really increases your risk of developing heart disease and strokes and kidney disease and so forth. So you really want to know. And, and like I said, when you have kind of the early stages of it, you really don't have any symptoms at all. So you wouldn't know unless you get your blood pressure checked. So that's you know, a very important thing to do. Um, the recommendations are to get your blood pressure checked at least once a year. And if it turns out that you do have a higher blood pressure, I think it's a great idea to invest in uh, one of those cuffs that you can take your own blood pressure. And actually, they're darned inexpensive. I think I got one on Amazon for about $20, so uh, really inexpensive. And that way you can check it, you know, at home. Great news is is that for the most part, hypertension or high blood pressure is – a preventable and reversible disease. So everything that we're talking about today, diet and lifestyle, as a normal thing, is a big contributing factor. So we find that, you know, people who eat a lot of processed foods, junk foods, foods that are high in salt, alcohol, lots of caffeine, that kind of thing, these are things that can help to increase your blood pressure and also stress is, is something that we know that has a uh, significant contributing factor. So by well, you know, you're, you're talking about me now, so I'm, I'm getting a little, uh, little nervous here with, with the junk food and, and the stress and everything. You know, so the healthy thing is in all things is to eat as many fresh, organic plants as you possibly can and not the packaged junk foods and get out there and do some simple, regular exercise. I mean, we know that that has a huge effect. And then stress reduction is really interesting where, you know, thousands of years ago in some of these traditional systems of medicine, like uh, traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, they recognized that stress played a really significant role in most of the 
chronic diseases that you can develop. So they created these effective stress-reducing techniques. So things like meditation. You've seen, uh, everybody's seen the pictures of all those people in the courtyards in the morning in China doing Tai Chi or Qigong. And, and so basically what these practices do is they train your nervous system to not be as reactive. So in other words, you can have the same stress occurring in your life, but your body doesn't react as robustly and you don't produce as high amounts of cortisol, the, the stress hormone, which over time can be very damaging to the body. So I personally practice the form of meditation called transcendental meditation. It's actually the most researched form of meditation, and they've got over 600 published studies uh, on it, and they found that uh, just this simple mental technique, which is practiced 20 minutes twice a day, that it basically can cut your risk of almost every chronic disease in half, and for cardiovascular disease, they found an 87% reduction. Well, you know, I can agree with uh, with you that that will certainly help bring down your blood pressure. And But now i got to tell you, my wife does Tai Chi, and she's just as stressed as ever. She still has high blood pressure, and she weighs about... 50 pounds so uh, so there's no there's no guarantee with these things although it does help and it makes life a little bit better i can't disagree with that but i wanted to talk first for a minute about how frequently to get your blood pressure checked once a year is not enough why i would think so too but you know the american heart association that's their guidelines you know to do that well well, you're finding you have a problem then you got to do it way more than that and that's why i said oh yeah and you have to do it different times throughout the day as well because our blood pressure goes up and down depending on what time of day it is, how much caffeine we've had. And and so what I try to tell my patients when they say, well, my pressure was 130 over 80 at home and it's 160 over 90 in the office, I say, well, you know, there are going to be situations other than coming to the doctor, which are going to stimulate your stress levels and you'll release epinephrine and and adrenaline and different substances, which can push your pressure up and down. And you know what? It goes up and down during the day, and and that's still high blood pressure. And I know this as a cardiologist because I do echocardiograms on these people, and I can see that their heart, their big pumping chamber is thickened up because it's pumping against a, a bigger, a higher pressure head and it's a muscle. So it's like lifting a weight. And as you lift that weight, your muscles are going to get bigger. And it's the same with your heart, only the heart, you don't want it thick because that's a problem, but you got to measure, you got to measure that pressure more and you got to be more aggressive about treating it. Yep. I agree. And, and doing those diet and lifestyle changes. <laughs> that's the tough part. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) And, you know, another thing that people don't realize is that small vessel disease of the brain, microvascular disease, is probably the most common cause of dementia. And I've been saying this for two or three decades now. And finally, the Alzheimer's Association has put small vessel disease on their website. But this is a problem because the little vessels the size of your hair may be a little bit bigger that are deep inside your brain and feed the tails of the nerve cells. They clot off after uh, so many years of high blood pressure. And so you start getting little what they call mini strokes or uh, small vessel disease or white matter disease. And it's tough to understand that the cell itself is on the surface of the brain, but the cell has a big, long tail that dives down into the brain, and the blood vessels are on the surface of the brain. And as they divide and dive down to feed the tails because they're too far away from the body, uh, they 
get smaller and smaller and they clot off. And so the tails are dead. The, the cells are alive, but they're not communicating with anybody. So it causes all kinds of problems, including yeah. dementia. Yeah, for sure. So another thing that you know causes high blood pressure is uh, a big contributor are our emotions, and we know that uh, you know people who are angry and negative that that can cause your blood pressure to go up. So if you really kind of focus on uh, gratitude, it's amazing how therapeutic they've found that to be. So um, there's all sorts of tools that you can use out there. They actually make little gratitude cards and send one to my wife, would you? And, and I, you know, I think really, I agree with you hundred percent. I tell people that all the time, you know, be grateful for what you got. And the guys at the lunch table, they're always fussing about, we work so hard and we don't make much money. And I say, guys, you're making more money than 95% of the population. You're in the top four or 5% of wage earners in the country and probably the top one tenth of 1% in the world. So what are you whining about? Be grateful for what you got and you'll be happier. That's true. It's very true. Yeah. So can we talk about something that no one wants to talk about? Sex? Sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, my God. <laughs> Barb's going to melt down. <laughs> but here's the great news. So you know the most common sexually transmitted disease is HPV or human papillomavirus. And the major danger of it is that we know that it's associated with an increased risk of cervical cancer. That's uh, genital warts, folks, if you don't know what well, arts related to general, genital warts. Well, we actually have 100 different types of HPV, and then of those, there's maybe 40 that, you know, can cause any kind of issues. And then we get down to, like, just a couple different types that um, can increase your risk of cervical cancer, and it's a different type then that actually causes the, the uh, warts, but uh, that is a part of that, you know, family. Yep. So most of the time, people have absolutely no symptoms with it, so they, they don't know. And uh, since we started doing pap smears, there's actually been a 70% reduction in cervical cancer because they're just kind of staying on top of it. And as soon as there's any changes, you know, they can do some topical treatments or surgery there. But interestingly, there's been no effective Western medication. Uh, that can eradicate the HPV, so there's no antivirals, antibacterials, you know, uh, antibiotics don't work on uh, viruses and so forth. But um, there's some really exciting research that just came out of the uh, Texas, University of Texas Health Sciences, where a researcher there tested a mushroom formula, which is called AHCC. It's uh, out of Japan. It's really well known in Japan because it's considered the uh, top immune-supporting supplement. Um, and they've done tons of clinical trials on it, you know, showing that it's super effective in helping to keep your immune system strong. But what they found was that um, when they tested it against the HPV virus, it actually killed the virus in the laboratory. And so then they tested it on women who had this chronic HPV infection. And just to um, regress for one moment, so... Uh, the, the statistics are that um, of all the people that are sexually active, 70% of them will be exposed to the HPV virus. However, 98% of people will actually have a strong enough immune system to fight that virus off. 
and they don't get a chronic infection. So it's only 2% of people that go on to get this chronic infection. Like I said, once you get that chronic infection, we really don't have any Western treatments for it that are real effective. And and so anyway, what she did, this researcher, um, was to take women who had this chronic HPV infection, put them on AHCC, uh, three grams a day, which is a little bit higher dose than just for immune boosting. And um, at the end of uh, six months, uh, she found that the majority of women had actually cleared the virus. And then she followed them out over time, and it seemed like it was a it, they, it didn't return. So they're doing a much bigger clinical trial now to, you know, substantiate those statistics. But that's kind that of would be that would be a great uh, a great addition to our armamentarium. By the way, folks, I, I want to tell the women if you're sexually active uh, or you have been, please get a Pap smear once every year or two. Uh, although this is a relatively slow growing virus, once it's out of the barn, it's it's almost impossible to treat and the pap smears are easy to do and there's plenty of practitioners around and if you're anxious about being seen by a male doctor there's plenty of female doctors now especially in OBGYN and there's plenty of female nurse practitioners and PAs who do this so I want you to think about that and make sure you're getting an annual checkup just like you would with your blood pressure or any other health problem. Yeah, yeah, super important and in addition to that if it does turn out that you have uh, evidence of having that HPV virus. Um, here's a mushroom formula that AACC, which I think is really worth giving it a shot because it's been shown to have some great success in uh, being able to completely eradicate that virus. And of course, we need to talk about uh, prevention too. Uh, you, you know, prevention is very important. Uh, we can't advocate uh, non-marital sex on the show, but we can certainly say that if you are struggling with that and you want to uh, protect yourself, make sure that you or your partner is wearing a condom. And it's uh, it's a real easy way to prevent transmission of the disease. Of course, abstinence is probably better, but uh, in this day and age, that's not going to uh, always fly. <laughs> People are just more sexually active. We do. Condoms don't always, you know, protect against it, too, you know, because there's like a skin-to-skin, you know, contact yep. where it can be spread, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. We have had uh, some medications in some instances for, for topical where you can actually reach it. You can use the uh, imiquamid, which is called DARA, but uh, that's a very tedious and expensive treatment. Right. And, yeah. Not always, not always effective because you can't always get get the medication to where the actual lesions are. <clears throat> and then we also have tried interferons, but this is fraught with problems too. I can tell you that from being in practice in the past and seeing people with this. So I think it's something that we we really need to advocate for, and that is more research into treatment of this papillomavirus once you get it. It's a bigger deal than just about any transmittable disease in the United States that I can think of. Maybe flu's up there, but this is a quiet, nobody knows it's there kind of disease. You need to get a pap smear. You need to take care of yourself and watch out who you're sleeping with. And if you are promiscuous, well, put on some protection. Well, and the other, you know, point of this 
too, because like I said, everything's kind of diet and lifestyle related. So like the immune system, if it's healthy, will um, prevent you from getting that chronic infection 98% of the time. So we find that people who are unhealthy, again, eating junk foods, drinking, smoking, you know, stressed out, that kind of thing, are the ones that are a little bit more risk of getting this chronic disease. So another point to make yourself as healthy as you can. Yes, I agree with that. Now, there's also a, a botanical product called Verigen, and it's from uh, green tea leaves. It contains about 15% of a substance that is uh, toxic to these little viruses. But uh, I don't know the cost of that, and I haven't, uh, I'm not in that practice anymore, so I don't know what the treatment is or whether it's uh, difficult or not. But it's it's certainly something that we have to take into account and look at and see if it works. So if anybody has any experience with this drug, give us a call. We're at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. Again, that's Verigen, V-E-R-E-G-E-N, if anybody has any info. You know, Christine, most of my listeners are probably in their 50s and up, but uh, you never know. Maybe somebody will call. Well, you know, it, this is, does not dis, uh, have any discrepancies against ages, you know, too. So, although no, it, it does. A little bit more common in teenagers and early 20s, but... Uh, but you could be a carrier and you don't know it. Sure, that's exactly right. Yeah, men have absolutely no no symptoms. And, uh, you know, there's actually not a, uh accurate or effective test to, for men, which makes it even more challenging. I mean, for women, we can do the pap smears, but in men, there's really no uh, test that's uh, routinely done that's uh, accurate in being able to diagnose it. Well, you, you probably would get more accuracy if you did intraurethral swabs. That's putting a little a little kind of bristly thing up into the uh, in, inside the penis, a little ways, but uh, not many guys are going to go for that. I'll tell you, it's 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 well, it's it's painful. You know, it's tough. Right. Uh, but uh, I think that you're right. It's tough to pick up in men. And if any doctors are listening uh, and have any advice on that, you're welcome to give us a call at as well at eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. And again, we're trying to keep our immune system strong. So. Christine, what what can we take that will keep us stronger? I mean, do we have to eat mushrooms or what? What's the deal here? I mean, mushrooms are beneficial, but, you know, they've actually found, so for instance, AHCC is an extract, uh, and it's um, a particular molecule that's extracted from a variety of different types of shiitake mushrooms, and they take it from the mycelium or the roots of the mushrooms rather than the cap, and in the processing, they make the molecule fairly small. Usually mushroom formulas have very large molecules in them, so it's more easily absorbed into the body and more what we call bioavailable. And so AHCC has actually been found to be the most uh, effective immune formula. Um, like I said, they use it in Japan, uh, even in the hospitals there, and have used it for uh, cancer patients because survival statistics have really been improved with it. So I, I just think it's a wonderful kind of uh, health-promoting formula. I started taking it myself probably four or five years ago, maybe six. Time flies. In the first four years, I mean, I used to always get a cold or two uh, every year because I spent a lot of time on an airplane, uh, but I, I didn't have anything for four years, and so I became an evangelist. <laughs> and now, a preacher. 
Yeah, I mean, they're really uh, finding that this has got some, you know, tremendous effectiveness, like I said, against the uh, HPV virus. And they also just did a clinical trial on patients with Lyme disease and found that it was effective against Lyme disease. So uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, uh, that would be a, a really big deal if, if it had some some good clinical trials on Lyme disease. Lyme disease is caused by a little by a little bacteria. It's a bacteria that's called a spirochete, and you get Lyme disease from tick bites. Certain populations of ticks uh, can bite you and inject this, and it's a very protean and hard to diagnose disease unless you have a high index of suspicion. That means that you that you're thinking the doctor's thinking all the time or the practitioner about what the possible diseases are when you present with these with these symptoms so uh, that that would be tremendous uh, that although that is not all that common it can be very devastating because if you don't treat it early and you get the chronic infection it's cousin it's a first cousin of syphilis and as we all know syphilis is a terrible disease uh, if it's not treated and Lyme disease can do some of the same things perhaps not as aggressively as the syphilis virus, but they, they're first cousins. So that's important. I would love to see that. Where can you get this, uh, this formula? Is this a health food store thing or what? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But, uh, I mean, the best thing to do is just to <clears throat> get it online. Um, so if you just Google AHCC, there's one source out of Japan, so it's not like there's a particular company that's going to give you a better version of it or not because it's all from the same source. So you can just Google that and see. Um, you know, find it online. I think that's the best way. We're not in a trade war yet with Japan, are we? Not that I know of. <laughs> okay, good. So we're safe. <laughs> Quick, get it before Trump does that. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so AHCC, uh, you can get that and Google that online, folks, and see what you come up with. I'm going to Google it while Christine's talking here for a minute. Christine, what do you think? What's the next topic we need to tell people about? This is important well, stuff. Sure. The next one is uh, pancreatic cancer. <clears throat> so pancreatic cancer is, you know, completely silent. Uh, the moment you start having symptoms, it's always too late. Um, this was uh, cancer. I used to be a surgeon, and uh, the incidence of it uh, way back when wasn't that great. It was fairly rare. Uh, but we had no idea what caused it. We just thought it was kind of, you know, bad luck. And as time has gone on here, pancreatic cancer is actually one of the most rapidly increasing types of cancers um, that we have. In fact, they're estimating that it's going to rise by 50% or so in the next, you know, 10, 20 years. And so what they found is that there's actually a number of diet and lifestyle factors that seems to be uh, increasing your risk. So they found smoking, which is bad for your health in every way, but uh, and being yes. overweight, um, eating yep. a diet that's high in fat and sugar, drinking too much alcohol. So alcoholics in particular that have had several bouts of an inflammation of the pancreas called pancreatitis, um, that really increases their risk. And actually having diabetes is um, something that can in yep. increase your risk as well. And then <clears throat> there's some studies that have shown a really strong association between drinking colas and... Wait, hold on now. Yeah. Back off, girl. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> getting too close to home now. <laughs> uh, she's 
messenger. Yeah, drinking colas. We're not going to name any brands. But you know what I find is people are confused about what colas are. So I'm not talking about light-colored things like 7-Up or Sprite or whatever, but the dark-colored, you know, colas. Um, so there's something within the colas that seems to have a significant uh, increased risk associated with pancreatic cancer. In fact, they find if you drink two colas a week, that's it, just two colas a week, you have, there's a statistically significant increased risk of pancreatic cancer. Well, I would, I would want to read that uh, research. Oh, I'll mail it to you. <laughs> yeah. Email it to oh, me. No. That's right. Yeah, so <clears throat> anyway... Like I said, we didn't think that there was something that you can do now that we know, you know, basically it's all the same, you know, kind of thing to, in order to have really great health, you want to not smoke, not drink excessive amounts of alcohol, you want to exercise, you want to make sure that you're eating a lot of healthy plants uh, and keeping your weight down and, and, uh, and, you know, uh, just all the healthy things that we know about and that will help to lower your risk of uh, getting pancreatic cancer. Well, I, I think that you're right in about 90% there, but um, I'm looking at the study from 2010 that uh, stimulated this colon pancreatic cancer, and it was sweetened colas, and I don't see that there was uh, uh, any uh, any real sub-segmental uh, view of whether these people had any other comorbid conditions or any other diseases. So. Uh, there was an increased risk in 140 cases of pancreatic cancer, and there seemed to be an association. But let's remember, as I've said before, that associations and clinical outcome trials are not real science. The real science would be a double-blind, placebo-controlled study. So, um, And I think that if we put it in the context of sweetened colas, then we're going to have to think about things that inflame the pancreas like diabetes because diabetes is pancreatic disease Uh makes insulin and we know that the beta cells that make the insulin they either die or lose their effectiveness depending on what kind of diabetes you have so we have to keep this in perspective because dr bill wants his diet coca-cola so because, you know, those reactions actually have a metabolic effect that increase obesity and it can increase strokes and heart attacks. These are not health drinks. <laughs> Green tea <Yep>. would be. <laughs> well, but the caffeine's good for my brain. Here, you'll love this one. So caffeinated coffee is something that they found can help to reduce the risk of pancreatic cancer. So, and speaking of diabetes, which is our next one, which has no symptoms, you know, to begin with, another issue with the pancreas, uh, caffeinated coffee has been found to lower the risk of that up to 54%. So, you know, the problem with diabetes, like everything else, (laughs) diet and lifestyle, if you have a as you mentioned, there's you know a couple of different kinds, and type two diabetes, which is the one where um, it's usually associated with being overweight, consuming too many calories, having your your cells get insulin resistant, and then your uh, insulin levels go real high, and your as well as your blood sugar levels going real high. So, <clears throat> of all the different types of diabetes, type two diabetes is about ninety percent, and the good news is is most of that is diet and lifestyle related, and it's really successful when you clean up your diet and your lifestyle to reverse diabetes and many people can you know completely overcome it you know well they they can control it but there you still have it because type 2 diabetes is a genetic disease so we know that you can diet control to a certain point but as 
type 2 diabetics get older, uh, they have the death of the uh, beta cells in the pancreas as well as resistance to insulin. What that means is that the insulin is the little messenger or the little chemical that opens the door so blood sugar can get into our cells. Now, it has to lock on. It's a key and lock mechanism. And people with type 2 diabetes will have a decreased number of those locks that the insulin can key into and open up and get the glucose in. So insulin is like the carburetor. It gets the gas into the cell, and then the hormones like uh, thyroxin and, and cortisol, those are the things that modulate how fast or slow it's revved up. So there's, and the thyroid hormone as well is involved in this. So, uh, but uh, th that's just a point I need to make. And, and while I'm making a point, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I am Michael Harrington in Washington. ISIS is claiming responsibility for suicide bombings at three churches in Indonesia this morning that killed at least 13 people and wounded dozens. The terrorist group claiming the attacks in a statement carried by its Amak news agency. Scientists keeping an eye on volcanic fissures in Hawaii. They say there's no significant lava flow coming from the latest big crack to open up near the Kilauea volcano. There are now 16 fissures in all, though, including the new one that opened yesterday close to a geothermal energy plant on the Big Island. They say things may get worse before they get better. North Korea says its nuclear test site will be a thing of the past by the time President Trump and leader Kim Jong-un meet in June. The North Korean foreign ministry says all tunnels at the country's testing ground will be destroyed in two weeks. This is SRN News. When I need x-rays, I choose Tampa Bay Imaging. Two convenient locations, Pinellas Park in Tampa, 727-545-9674 and 813-386-3674. State-of-the-art equipment. I know these guys personally. Complimentary transportation. Insist on TBI Pinellas, 727-545-9674, 727-545-9674. Hillsboro, 813-386-3674, 813-386-3674. Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET, mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. Here's a secret couples therapists want you to know. Happy couples sleep better. I'm Trina Webster, co-founder of Z Quiet. And I'm Dan Webster. I love my husband, but his snoring was like an alarm clock waking me up all night. My snoring was pretty bad. We were desperate for a solution, and we finally found it with Z-Quiet. It literally changed our lives. With Z-Quiet, we wake up rested and happy and, best of all, in the same bed. Z-Quiet couldn't be easier to use and works immediately. Z-Quiet comes with a 30-night better sleep guarantee. You have nothing to lose. For 10 years, we've been saving relationships one night at a time. 
Don't wait another night. Go to GetZQuiet.com today. ZQuiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers and a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. Is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Daily mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon. The will be 87. Tonight, you consider cloudiness with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. The low will be 72. Tomorrow, periods of rain and a thunderstorm. The will be 81. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. The will be 85. Then on Wednesday, cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. The will be 85 again. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Dan Pittman for AM860, The Answer. I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. A little bit of Led Zeppelin. His body's shaking. His palms are all wet, waiting in the rain for his girlfriend to show up. Some people think that's related to uh, addiction to narcotics. And the, I guess Jimmy Page and Robert Plant had their run-ins with heroin in the past. But it's a good song. I love that. They're good guys, at least musically. I don't know how they are personally, but I enjoy listening to them. I'm on with Dr. Christine Horner this morning, and we're talking about um, talking about silent killer diseases like high blood pressure, human papillomavirus, diabetes. These things kind of sneak up on us. Are you still with me, Christine? I am. <clears throat> Dang. Good. Because <laughs> I was getting shaky there, waiting in the rain for you, and my palms were getting all wet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, I Googled um, the AHCC, and uh-huh. you can get it at Amazon.com. Uh-huh. There's a number of suppliers, so uh, I don't know which one is most reputable, but uh, at least that's a place to start looking if you're uh, not aware of or hip to all of these uh, medications that are available over the counter. Yeah. So if we go back to diabetes, a couple other things I just wanted to mention on that. Um so being overweight is something that we know is one of the biggest contributing factors. If they found that people who are overweight have a five times higher incidence of, of developing diabetes, and if you're obese, it's 60 times higher. So uh, why it's really important to you know, make sure that your weight's down and exercise and all that kind of stuff. And they also found that sleep plays a huge role, too. So people who stay up too late... And by that, I mean the ideal hours uh, for going to bed are before 10 o'clock and getting up before 6 o'clock. And they found that we have these hormonal fluctuations throughout the day and throughout the night. And if you go to bed before 10 o'clock and get up before 6 o'clock, those hormonal fluctuations are more optimal. And if you stay up late, they're not. And we're talking about a bunch of different kinds of hormones 
melatonin, our sleep hormone, is, you know, one of the main ones. And if you stay up to midnight, for instance, on a regular basis, that melatonin level is completely flattened. You miss a spike that occurs between midnight and 2 uh, a.m., which is super important. Not only is it a sleep hormone, but it also helps to support your immune system. It regulates estrogen. It has, you know, many other functions. But they've also found that your insulin sensitivity uh, is affected as well. Um, and so people who stay up to midnight or later on a regular basis have almost twice the incidence of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and certain cancers, um, like breast cancer and prostate cancer. So that's a simple, inexpensive thing you can do is back your bedtime up <laughs> before uh, 10 o'clock. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to say now that when we talk about obesity, people, we're talking about uh, uh, body mass index over about 30. And when you get up to 35 and 40, you're, you're morbidly obese, and then you qualify for bariatric surgery. The problem I see, Christina, is that people get to such a weight that they cannot lose. I mean, 95% of the people just don't have that ability to cut their calories when they're 300 pounds. And probably the only thing we have at this time that is effective and can give you another 5 or 10 years of life because your life's going to be shorter, you're going to have all these problems, high blood pressure, diabetes, not everybody, but most people, is to have the bariatric surgery. And the popular thing now is the partial removal of the stomach, uh, make the stomach smaller so that you're more satiated, you feel full quicker, and you don't eat as much. And I've seen miraculous uh, results from from this, and I do refer people for that, uh, not infrequently. It doesn't work for everybody. If you're diabetic with neuropathy of the feet and you can't walk or you're in a wheelchair, it's probably not going to help you that much. But if you're still up and around, then this might be the thing to consider. And there's a lot of centers that it's, that are doing this now. So I wanted to get that out there too. Sure. And then uh, another really interesting fact is, um, you know, they're, they're doing a, just a massive amount of research on vitamin D. So they've discovered that vitamin D3, which is the active form, really acts like a hormone in the body rather than like a vitamin. And they found that it's essential for the proper functioning of every single cell. And when the levels are low, they found an association with a significant increased risk of all sorts of different kinds of diseases from neurological diseases like MS and Parkinson's to uh, various different kinds of cancer like uh, breast cancer and colon yeah, and they also found the same thing with diabetes. So um, they uh, discovered that if you get your levels up to a therapeutic dose, and, and so there's some well, controversy about what's the ideal uh, amount, but in the uh, medical research they say anything greater than 30 is, you know, what we want to shoot for. And some of the experts are saying, well, we really want it kind of in the, you know, 40 to 60 range. But um, overall they found that if you have your vitamin D levels up into that therapeutic range, there's about a 43% reduction in the incidence of um, diabetes, and a study that came out almost two to three weeks ago, I'll say right now, um, they found that if you get your levels more than 50, that there's an, you can have up to an 80% reduction in diabetes. So it's like, holy cow. I mean, that's something that's super important um, to make sure that your levels are up, and obviously you have to get them checked in order for you to know uh, exactly what they are and 
how much vitamin D supplementation you should be taking because it's kind of different. And, and most people, some people metabolize it differently and require a lot more than what other people do. So either you go in and uh, have your levels checked with your doctor or there's actually a website where you can order a kit. Uh, it's called uh, nutrientpower.org. They have it's a 501c3 organization that's um, studying the relationship of uh, disease to the levels of certain nutrients in the body. Right now, vitamin D and omega-3 fatty acids are the the two that they're really focusing on. And so, when you uh, order this kit, it comes to your house. It has instructions in it, but basically, what you're doing is just pricking your finger and putting a little dot of blood on a piece of paper and sending it in. And then they will contact you and let you know what your levels are. You also get entered in to this international data collection study so that um, <clears throat> we can really uh, study the, the relationship between levels of these nutrients and uh, instances of disease. Um, and the recommendation is that you actually recheck your levels every six months so that you can really stay on top of it. Uh, but interestingly, sometimes, I mean, the average amount of vitamin D that a healthy person would need, where most experts are saying, okay, it's at least 2,000 international units of vitamin D3 a day. And sometimes people need a whole lot more than that, uh, depending on how their body metabolizes it or if they've got any kind of chronic diseases going on, because that can really cause it to uh, be low and uh, you require much more. Part of the problem is that as we get older, uh, the vitamin D1 that is manufactured on our skin and that we get a certain amount in food substances uh, has to be converted to vitamin D2 and then to D3. And the, the problem seems to be between D1 and D2. Now, it's true that if you don't get enough sunshine, uh, you're probably going to have a deficiency. And that's why we think that there may be a relationship between multiple sclerosis and vitamin D. Multiple sclerosis is a disease of northern climes where there's less sunshine and less direct sunshine. But the, the other thing is as we get older and we're not outside as much and our kidney and our livers don't do the job like they used to, then you're going to have a decreased conversion of vitamin D1 to D2. And then D2 is what we actually measure, Christine, as we look at the D2 levels. But what you do need to take is the D D3. And so when you go to the pharmacy or you go to the health food store, make sure you look at the bottle, make sure it says vitamin D3, T-H-R-E-E. And that's just so important. And not only is it uh, being uh, implicated in, in cancer of the colon and in MS, there's now research going on that it may be involved with, with women who have low levels when they're pregnant and children come out autistic. So there's a number of, of uh, links that are going on. This is a heavily researched uh, <clears throat> hormone or vitamin or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's also, in, we think it may be involved with asthma, that vitamin D levels, if they're high, eases asthma and asthma-related problems. So um, a lot of things tied to this yep. one little vitamin. It's, it's fascinating. Again, that's D3. Yep, and of the things we talked about, too, they found an association with pancreatic cancer if it's low, uh, and heart disease, you know, too. So it seems to be, you know, to me it just seems like this is an essential nutrient for for good health, and that's why we see it kind of, you know, uh, almost everything kind of increases when, you, when you're when you low on it. So super important uh, to, to do supplementation and know what your levels are. 
Absolutely. And that, again, you can get that checked from your doctor's office or there is a home kit. By the way, the I forget the name of that association, that organization, but the woman came on and she was very helpful. Um, uh-huh. I, I have it somewhere. I can't remember right, the website. Karen, yeah, Karen Howard probably. So it's a grassroots health. Uh, yep. is, uh, is the organization, 501c3, like I said, and they're really working on that uh, data collection, you know, to, to analyze. And they, they just came out with a study showing that uh, vitamin D uh, helped to uh, lower quite significantly uh, preterm term birth, so like early, you know, premature uh, birth. Pre- yeah, preemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it re- reduced that. Uh, risk tremendously. So they're trying to get the FDA to actually do that as a claim, you know, for vitamin D now. They went to Washington and presented that recently. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, one of the things that I have seen, and, and, you know, milk, cow's milk, it comes and goes as, as a good food to eat. It depends on, on the health, uh, I mean, on the healthcare community and the research that's being done at the time. But one of the great things is that they were putting vitamin D uh, into the milk, and of course, teenagers—they're—they're uh, they're less likely to eat "quote quote" healthy, and that's understandable. And uh, a lot of the preemies, premature babies, are from teenage mothers. So we probably need to get vitamin D three into milk and or other food substances, and start encouraging uh, consumption of these again, so that the teenagers who are not going to take pills because there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, will have a source of the D3 and stay healthy. And the preterm babies are, you know, they're, they're, we're keeping them alive, but it's it's awful difficult. And if they're really, really early, they're going to have lung problems. They're going to have eye problems. They're going to have lifelong problems from being premature. So I think it's important that we think in, in epidemiologic terms what we can do as a society to make sure that there is adequate vitamin D3 available for kids and teenagers. Yep. And, uh, you know, in the few minutes remaining, we can talk about the, the number five uh, kind of silent killer, which is sleep apnea. <laughs> this is, that's right. Usually, you know, we used to call it a fat man's disease or think of it that way. And, and Pickwickian. Uh, it was the Pickwickian syndrome. And from, uh, they're listening to yeah people snoring like crazy, but that if men will do that uh, is actually not snoring. It actually has to do with stopping breathing for several seconds, and the danger of that, of course, is it increases your risk of heart disease and strokes and all sorts of stuff. Now, in women, what's kind of interesting is they found that um, oftentimes women don't snore, but they may have sleep apnea. And something like 90% of people who have this don't know that they have it. They estimate maybe 50% of the population may have it. Uh, But women generally will have symptoms of maybe some headaches in the morning or daytime, you know, sleepiness. And really the only way that you can get the diagnosis is to go to a sleep lab where they keep you there overnight and, uh, you know, monitor your sleep. And, and so if they determine that you have sleep apnea, then there's a variety of different things that they can do uh, to improve it. And one of the things, they have a mask you know, they can put on you called the CPAP or Continuous Positive Airway Pressure uh, Mask that helps to keep those airways open. Of course, being overweight is something that really increases your risk, eating t- too heavy of meals at night, drinking excessively at night, taking sleeping pills, there's, you know, certain things that are known uh, to be linked to it. Uh, but again, most people don't know they have it. So it's, um, you it's know, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 
and as a cardiologist, I ask my patients, are you snoring? Uh, is your spouse complaining or your partner complaining about your snoring or stop breathing? Of course, if you're living alone, you may not know that. And again, it's not just, uh, obesity, skinny people, thin women can also get it. There's two types. There's obstructive. That's when your, your uh, tongue and your, the back of your mouth falls into your throat and there, and then there's the central nervous system one where the, the little area in your brainstem that tells you to breathe isn't working right. Uh, also, the mask is actually now just two little things that go in your nose. And although it's uh, still not as comfortable as sleeping without it, it's better than the old-time mask and the old-time uh, apparatus that was so much more obtrusive. And I tried it years ago to try and get to sleep with that. It was just impossible for me. Yeah. There's, a, there's also devices that you can use. Uh, that your orthodontist can make that it's like a retainer only instead of pulling inward, it pulls your jaw outward. So it gives just a few, and it's just a few millimeters that you need to open up the airway. You can also do this by losing weight. Again, this is a big problem, especially with obesity and obstructive sleep apnea. Right. That's exactly right. And they even found measurements like, of course, with men, it's it's more common, but they found that if a man has a neck circumference that's fit, greater than 15 and three-quarters inches, that increases the risk as well as... Oh, you know, no. Not, uh, I'm a 16, Christine. You're, <laughs> you're killing me here, woman. You're killing me. <laughs> you need to get my book. <laughs> my book, Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. That came out last year and actually won a National Book Award for the best book in health medicine and nutrition. Are you making any money on it yet? Well, you know, you don't make money on books. It's like you get the information out there, but it definitely it's a labor of love. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Well, radiant beauty, huh? Radiant health, ageless beauty. So it's a guide to tell you all the different aspects of health that are important for you to uh, experience extraordinary health and longevity. And so, Christine, you're you're exercising, you're watching your diet, you're meditating to stay calm, and uh, everything's going well for you. Do you have kids? or? I have one son and a grandson. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and they're healthy, doing well? Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. They live too far away is my only issue. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? My daughter lives in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm down in St. Pete, Florida. But. Uh, my son lives in uh, just in northern Kentucky, just north of Lexington, and I'm over in in California in San Diego. So it's a, it's a long ways. It's a long way away. That's a, that's yeah. a fact. And you can't get a direct flight, I don't think, to Lexington from uh, L.A. or San Diego. I think you'd have to connect somewhere. Right through Chicago is where I go. <laughs> the flying to Cincinnati is where I go. Yeah, and I just saw him. You know, so I'm. I've had my big dose of my grandson and loved every moment of it. <laughs> Got your baby fix, huh? Hey, you know, speaking of the babies, it's important that we remember also that they need supplements. They need certain vitamins and minerals in order to grow and be healthy. And and uh, I try to tell people if you can if you can use your blender when they're too too small to chew, no teeth, and mix up fresh fruits and vegetables and a little yogurt or milk or whatever they'll tolerate. Uh, that's a good way to get some of the natural substances in. But there's also, I think, still a place for some vitamins uh, for the infants. And, uh, I, you know, I look at my kid, my 21-year-old, and 
I mean, he's just so healthy and he ate junk food all of his life. And I mean, he never gets sick. He has some allergies and hay fever, but that's about it. And, uh, but we made sure he took his vitamins and got all the things that he needed, uh, the basics. You know, they're kind of like cattle. They graze and they go from place to place when they're teenagers. But uh, get those vitamins in and, and talk with your pediatrician about what is the latest and what you need to do. Sounds like a good advice. We're getting close to the end, Christine. So any closing words or thoughts? We've got 20 seconds. Sure. So uh, I want you to check out my website, drchristiancorner.com. That's com. We're out of here. Nice having you on the show. Thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 